you think Obama farts? I, like, I know he does. I just, like, <laughs> that just, like, blew my mind for a moment. Welcome back to Rideshare. No. Um, hello. And welcome to today's episode of Rideshare. Today we are driving. <laughs> <laughs> for context, it's a Sunday. I don't know if... Well, last time my mom thought we were drinking in the middle of the week because I guess we didn't say oh. that we filmed or we recorded right. on a Saturday <laughs> and watched The Kissing Booth 2 on a Friday. So for what it's worth, this is a Sunday. Yeah, maybe we should start introducing where we are and when we are existing. <laughs> Just to date how long it takes us to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can all hold us accountable. <laughs> We'll do our best not to lie about this. Where are we going? <laughs> Where are we going? Yeah, so we are driving home from my friend Marissa's house. So we spent, I guess, like half the weekend with my friend Mar and her roommate, Renee. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little roommate double date, which was very cute. Yes. Um, and they invited us very last minute to go to a drive-in concert mm-hmm. at a drive-in movie theater in Yarmouth. Yes, which is on the Cape for anyone who is unfamiliar, as I was until we went. (laughs) I had no idea where Yarmouth was. Yeah, it's a solid, uh, like, hour and a half away. Yeah. And we decided to go with about an hour heads up. An hour heads up with, like, a 30-minute drive to even get to their place initially to, like, leave. So, really... (laughs) 30 minutes right and the plan wasn't just to go see this concert it was also to (laughs) camp (laughs) yeah the plan was to sleep in the pickup truck in someone's yard but that didn't actually end up happening we did find beds this Um, yard had a home (laughs) it had a guest house actually it did yeah it was was quite nice beautiful and like i honestly think i would have rather slept in the truck but they did say they got really bitten so like yeah at least we don't have bug bites um, we could only fit two people in the truck, so two of us had to like take one for the team and sleep in an actual bed. Yeah, we really got the short end of the stick, yeah, really but did. you know, just looking out for them. We're just givers. But yeah, it was super cool. We saw this band. I'm gonna get the name wrong. You have to say it. No, what do you think it is? I think it's the ride, and I know that's wrong. <laughs> Every time you call it the Every ride, time, it's, it's just right. Right chair. <laughs> it's ripe, and when I said it to my parents, they misheard me, and my dad was like, "Oh, like ripe fruit." Um, yeah. So yes. Yes. Ripe. <laughs> I was like, "That's right." Yes. <laughs> what did uh, you think? And they're you very said? good. Well, my mom thought I said ride. I think. Yeah. See, I'm not the only one. Anyway, <laughs> they were really good. I really loved the concept of a drive-in concert because it felt very well done. Um, everyone was really safe and social distancing for the most part. We were wearing masks, but we just got to like sit in the back of a pickup truck and occasionally dance next to the pickup truck when we were feeling it. Um, and it was really cool. 10 out of 10 would do again. 11 out of 10 would drive to Yarmouth again. <laughs> and 12 out of 10 would sleep in that guest house again. Yeah. And 13 if- out of 10 would hang out with Mar and Renee for a weekend again. <laughs> yeah, that was our weekend. Um, and we're heading home. That's our final destination. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? We always get sidetracked. Life is a highway. In the great words of the disbanded band, Rascal Flatts. Are they disbanded? Didn't we look that up last time? Yeah, but I think it broke my heart, so I forgot. I know. I'm sorry. I hate to remind you. I'm sad again. But speaking of happy news, should we give an update on our manifestations? Yeah, because I don't know how many of you guys listened to our discussion about whether or not manifesting is legitimate but we have proven that it in fact is super real super real a little dangerous actually if you just like manifest too hard you can really get yourself into a pickle 
Although I will say <laughs> the actual like 369 manifestation that I tried to do did not work. <laughs> and I'm very upset about that. Which is? Um, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> No, um, 369 manifesting is something I looked up on TikTok and it's when if you, it's like very specific to if you want someone to like contact you, I think. So you just have to write that person's name three times, write what you want them to do six times and then write like exactly what you want them to say nine times. Mm-hmm. So and I tried to manifest that one of my, our mutual friends would text us yeah. and compliment us on our podcast and it has not happened. In a shocking turn of events, shocking. this has not proven to be very <laughs> successful. I know you all are shocked. You were all here for the journey. Yeah, kind of disappointed both in the manifesting and in him for either not listening to our podcast or... Um, <laughs> not taking the hint not. from the universe <laughs> yeah, to I reach mean, out about it. I feel like he's probably not very in tune with the universe, so that might be the problem here. So really it's him, it's not the manifesting. Listen... It's not me, it's him. <laughs> but that maybe was confusing <laughs> if you don't actually know what happened as a result of our yes. manifesting. I love confusing the viewers, the viewers, the listeners. Um, <laughs> they can stare at their computer screens while our voices our faces. <laughs> We can put up like a slideshow of all the photos that we took <laughs> and just have I them can, run on a loop. Really, really rudimentary like animation. <laughs> yeah, you can do that part. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to learn a new skill this week manifesting not a single update (laughs) yeah well why don't you go first okay partly because my update is shorter i tried to manifest that my meeting with my manager's manager would go well and it did it really logically i knew it was going to but physically you're really good at your job physically (laughs) everyone loves you (laughs) my anxiety was like but what if he yells at you what if which is it didn't happen so I would call that a success. Yeah. I mean, I think I would too. Although, you said it yourself. Yeah, odds were low. That was never going to happen. (laughs) Um, Odds were low. But now they are zero because it's over and you did it. Thank God. And I survived, so. You're alive. Congratulations. Thank you. On being the best person. Oh. At your work. Uh, (laughs) I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Your turn. My turn. (laughs) I just keep laughing about how vague and, like, bullshitty my my manifestation was, but it But did, how real the outcome was. The outcome was very real. So I think I manifested something like I want, like, an opportunity, I think, mm-hmm. for a job, which mm-hmm. is just, like, literally could be anything. Right, but also you <laughs> did that because you were afraid to say... I'm manifesting a job. Exactly. Because, yeah, what if it didn't happen? <laughs> and then I would know that man manifesting wasn't real anyway manifesting is real so i did get a couple opportunities this week the first one and both of them resulted in employment for me so i am now an employed bitch with two jobs with two jobs your girl is hustling after having not hustled at all for like four months a little makeup um, hustle ma- <laughs> little, <laughs> little side hustle so yeah i'm gonna be uh slanging bread can I say that? Is that like, does that make sense? I keep saying that and I don't know if it makes sense. It, it does make sense. <laughs> uh, I think maybe we should clarify you. It, it's at a bread store. It's a bread store. Yeah. You'll For be lack of a better bread. description, it's a store that sells bread. I will be selling the aforementioned bread wares. I am not making the bread. I am simply selling the bread. I feel like that's a very important distinction. And like other products as well. 
There's I don't know. jam. There's like jam. Donuts? There's butter. Like pizza dough. It's like come on over if you like want to know where it is. DM me, I guess. <laughs> it's really good bread. We ate an entire Fantastic. loaf in one day. <laughs> we will be trying to beat that record, <laughs> <laughs> and we will succeed. <laughs> to be fair, there were four of us, but uh, <laughs> to we, be fair, we, we would have done it ourselves. We would have done it quite easily. Yeah, and then the other opportunity that turned into employment is it's an office assistant position at a nonprofit that I'm actually super excited about. Not quite as excited about being an office assistant necessarily because I've done it before and it's not like always the most stimulating of work experiences, but I think as long as the organization is like interesting to me, then there will be something to learn and I'm excited about that and I'm excited to get off of unemployment. <laughs> Just in time. So yeah, manifesting. It works. This is just a commercial for manifesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone's trying to get into the manifesting business, but we will happily support that. Be your case your studies. Spokes, spokespeople and case yes. studies. Yeah. Well, Good news all around yeah. for both of us. Congratulations to you and to your mind for making this happen. <laughs> Thank you. Me and my mind are very, uh, very grateful for all of the opportunities that we've had. I'm going to stop talking now. Um, yeah. So, cries and highs? Cries and highs. <laughs> Do you want to go first with a cry? Yeah, I would love to cry first. So, my cry is a little ridiculous because I am a lot ridiculous. So, <laughs> I woke up one day this week and mm-hmm. had a little bit of a panic sesh where I had a couple symptoms of, you know... That could have been something. Your lip was a little swollen. My lip was a little swollen. It was not feeling great. I had a little bit of a lymph node uh, swelling as well that I'd had for a couple days and like some neck pain. And I did attribute most of that to the fact that we have been doing a lot of (laughs) YouTube dance workouts and I probably just tweaked my neck. But then I got this like swollen lip rash thing and I was like, that's probably not great. So I Googled them together, always a bad idea. And (laughs) I got two results. The first one being allergies, which is like, okay, cool. Like, I don't know if I have any really, but uh, that's a possibility. The second one being oral herpes, which I was not very thrilled about as like a prospect being a contender i wasn't i didn't put myself up for it didn't ask for this didn't want it so naturally i freaked out a little bit and scheduled an appointment with a dermatologist for the same day and when i got there i ended up having this really young like medical student as like my doctor because he was in training and they wanted to see how he would like handle me as a patient i guess and the issue with this that i had was that he was very attractive he was wearing a mask the whole time but you can just tell and nobody wants to go into a doctor's office with like a cute doctor and be like i think i might have oral herpes (laughs) that's just like not on my bucket list but if it were i could cross it off because i did have to do that luckily (laughs) it was not oral herpes so he does know that i'm oral herpes free if he wants to hit me up at all overall very uncomfortable experience but great doctor visit other than that (laughs) i would highly recommend this dermatologist very reassuring man (laughs) not the medical student the like actual doctor who like diagnosed me with nothing so in conclusion never google your symptoms and if you do i don't know go to a good doctor (laughs) say no to the medical student i don't know (laughs) 
At least the medical student can, like, he didn't disagree with the diagnosis. No, but he also was not, like, a dermatologist. He oh. was just, like, he was, like, yeah, dermatology is not my specialty. And I was, like, cool. So, like, why are you here? <laughs> are you lost? Are you confused? We need help getting home. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good time. I think we bonded. Kind of, like, a high within your cry, though. A high within my cry is that I... Is it a high if, like, you found out that you never had something that you that just, you like, you had? <laughs> made up in your own mind as, like, um, something you might think you have? <laughs> I think so. The end result is knowing you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> I got... Like, before, there was always a possibility. Right. Isn't it, like, some insane amount of, like, number of people have it and they're, like, asymptomatic? I so, don't like, know. there's always a possibility that you have oral herpes. Everyone go get Keep that in mind. <laughs> I'll give you my dermatologist dermatologist information so it's your turn <laughs> how can you top that i don't know i can't honestly i feel like my cry this week was just missing my family and feeling kind of like disconnected from what's going on in their lives i haven't really spoken to my brothers very much in however long i've been here <laughs> since you so, left the house that they live in i feel like i need to talk more than that but like that's it yeah, like that's valid that's, you don't have yeah. to talk any more than you feel like talking cool <laughs> a short uh a short cry because i know i'm gonna have a long high <laughs> i love that for you that's like the ideal that's what we want right balance yeah and i mean i feel like i would rather that you have like a short cry than than a short high and like a long cry you know what I mean yeah like it, it, it was a good week for you I guess <laughs> but also I'm just talking purely like length of the story no I know each. okay yeah yeah perfect yeah we're on the same page okay cool also it's like Leo season now so it's actually better if you talk less <laughs> and just like let me have this moment for the next like what like month and a half just <laughs> add it into your birthday present <laughs> <laughs> perfect wait am I getting a present I already got a present. I know what my present is. <laughs> what? It's you. <laughs> I also got you a real present. Yeah, I know. She's a really good friend. <laughs> She's taking me on a romantic getaway. I also got you a real present. You did? Yeah. Why? Because I wanted you to have it. <laughs> I'm stressed. Okay, what? next week we'll tell you what it is. <laughs> After I've unwrapped it. <laughs> okay. Actually, it probably won't be next week. Unless I open it early. Oh, yeah, because if we record on our drive up. On our drive up, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> most of that will probably get cut. <laughs> I love telling. It's like breaking the third wall for us. The fourth, fourth wall. wall. <laughs> but then this I was like, our... what are the other three walls? I don't walls? know. <laughs> Just don't ask questions. This is our flea bag moment when we yeah. say that we're going to cut things. When we look right into... I'm fucking freezing. <laughs> it's so cold. You can also just point the vent away from you. Stop being so logical. So, Ioni, would you like to share your high for the week? You literally started it right as I was about to burn. <laughs> <laughs> Timed it so everyone can know you're gassy as well. Well, now it's gone. Okay, I actually did want to say something about that oh, because sure. I feel like I got a lot of heat. <laughs> from your mom. From my mother and others. It wasn't just my mom. Oh, really? Yeah, but my mother was especially rude um, <laughs> about how gassy I am. And I just want to clarify that I never said that I am not a gassy person. I never claimed to be some sort of gassless, like, <laughs> I don't know, alien? Wonder Woman. Yeah, like, oh, we went very different directions. <laughs> um, She's an alien. Is she an alien? Anyway, this is so not important. But, yes, I am human and I also get very gassy, okay? Especially when I eat cheese or drink milk products, <laughs> dairy products. 
I'm a gassy girl too. It's like that book, Everybody Poops, but it's Everybody Farts. Everybody Farts. Everybody Toots. Everybody Toots, including me. Okay? Like. God, she's just like <sighs> us. Kathy. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. I've been gassy all day, so I just, like, really felt like I needed to, like, let the people know that... <laughs> let um, them in on the secret. Yeah. Especially after I drink. I feel like the day after I drink, I'm just, like... Ooh. Yeah. Like, smelly Your body's farts. like, hey, man. They're not, they're not the loud ones. Like, the loud ones are fun and, like, don't smell, but yeah. they're, like, the really just, like, silent. Silent and deadly. So you're high. My high. What is my high? Oh, yeah. I, okay. So, one thing about me is that I got, I got a little bit of heat earlier from uh, <clears throat> my co-host... <laughs> For <laughs> who is that? Who is she? For being too prepared in air quotes <laughs> for this, because I was like looking at my notes that I had taken on things that I wanted to talk about, and I, <laughs> the reason that I do that is because I'm one of the most forgetful people, like you will ever meet, and I just forget like I don't I've like made up like memories and like replaced other memories with them, and like I don't know, it's a problem. I just have to write a lot of things down. So <laughs> I woke up. At like midnight, I think. Um, I was asleep, fully asleep, woke up with on- the only thought in my head that apparently woke me up was the fact that Matthew Gray Goobler is one of the voices for the singing chipmunks in Alvin and the Chipmunks. And I just felt like that fact was so incredible. And remembering that made me so happy that I wanted to share it with you guys. That is amazing. Which chipmunk was he? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Simon, the like tall skinny nerdy one because like, oh no that, like, i'm familiar <laughs> but yeah i don't know just a little fun like matthew gray googler fact for you what we all need more and of. also an alvin and the chipmunks fact which is like <laughs> equally fantastic the crossover we didn't know the we cr- needed <laughs> i i did i did need it emotionally physically i needed it and so that was my high just remembering that <laughs> i love that for you i also feel like i just have ridiculous highs and cries sometimes <laughs> and like yeah, because what I'm about to say is not ridiculous Shit. in the slightest. Damn it. This is why most... you need to go first so that I could, like, rise to your level or, like, fuck. <laughs> the most serious high I've ever had. What is it? My high this week, which will require a little bit of explaining, is that my father's war with the armadillos has resumed. <laughs> Can this be my high, too? <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone's high. It's everyone's and, high. like, should I insert a clip at some point of... Okay. Of your dad talking about his armadillos. I'm getting ahead of myself. You are. Last summer, my... Oh, like, how do you even start this story? Your father catches armadillos. Well, no. <laughs> I mean... What do you mean, no? That's what yes, happens. No, that is technically correct. I just want to make it clear that the armadillos started the conflict. No. Uh, yes, what? they did. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, so armadillos... First of all, I have, I, I have learned so many armadillo facts, I and I don't know how much I can word vomit them into this podcast. They... I'm going to give you two facts. You can, you can only say two facts about armadillos in this podcast. Okay, well... Per episode, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> Just an armadillo segment in the coming weeks. Here's your armadillo fact of the week with okay. Alessia Stewart. Armadillos dig in the dirt for bugs. And so in the summer in Texas, it gets really dry, which pushes them into neighborhoods where the lawns are well irrigated and to like cultivated garden beds, which my father has in our yard. Like he mm-hmm. has a green thumb. He loves to grow. Garden. Yes. And he loves to grow. I was going to say grow all. plants. And then he said garden. And that was a better word for it. Yeah, you're welcome. And the armadillos last summer started tearing up his yard because they just 
get their little claws into the ground and tear it up to find bugs. And so my dad tried to get a... Can I say something about that? Yeah. Okay. So when you say that the armadillos started this conflict, Mm -hmm. I would just like to say as an advocate for the animals Mm. that they are simply trying to survive in a habitat that we have entirely colonized and placed our perfectly you know quaffed gardens on top of when in reality they are there to eat the natural habitat that we have like well so what did they do before sprinklers when it was still the texas hot summers and everything dried up and there were just less bugs to eat I mean, I'm not an armadillo expert like you, but I would assume that they've... They died they're, because they're they the died. stupidest animals. They're, no, have you no, met a chicken? They are. Have you okay. met a chicken? No, well, so and that's part of like... Let me introduce you to a chicken. Up until a couple years ago, I had never seen an armadillo alive because they're only ever roadkill in Texas because they're so stupid. And by stupid, I will give you... <laughs> Again, like, cars! No, no, no. <laughs> I know, I'll give you this little point that they're not adapted to handle cars and cars scare them and when armadillos get scared their defense mechanism is jumping that's my favorite armadillo fact so <laughs> that's your that's two you're done you, you're two, you're two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you spook them and they jump which is ridiculous and so when a car goes by and what they do you do spooked, when you get spooked run what I don't you? jump. You're if not I going was like, anywhere. Alessia, you wouldn't just sprint away. You would <laughs> jump. You would startle. If <laughs> what do you, you mean? If you approached me on the street and made a, and I didn't know who you were and you made a loud noise, I would run. I you would, would run? Jump in place. I am going to if test this. If I didn't this. know you, yes. I'm going to hire someone okay, to make a loud noise next to you and not. see if you that sprint away. Like a really bad person so Anyway, they came into my dad's yard. They tore it up. So my dad got a trap from the city and it was just not doing the job. And so my dad was complaining to our neighbors about it. And my neighbor said, oh, I have this homemade armadillo trap. Why don't you use that? I love Texas. It's very Texas. And that worked wonderfully. And so my father would catch these armadillos and then he has created this persona of armadillo dundee where he does the most atrocious australian accent and film like vlogs on his phone and does a little bit of editing to update us on the armadillo situation and then like he edits in some clips of the armadillo so that happened last summer i think he caught three and then the whole time i was back because of corona there was no armadillo action and literally in just the last week He's caught two armadillos and sends a video every time and they're hilarious and I have a group of friends who I send these videos to because I think they're wonderful. I made a TikTok out of it. I just want the whole world to see this nonsense, but also pure joy. Maybe we can post it on our Instagram so that people can see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, cool. What a fantastic segue (laughs) into our next section about Michelle Obama's podcast, Mm -hmm. because we know she's listening, just waiting to hear our thoughts, and we thought we can't make her wait too long. Hear our thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, we just listened to it. We actually listened to it twice. Once, what, like last week? Yeah, when it first came out, (laughs) just to soak in her and Barack's lovely voices. Right. And then the second time we were like, okay, we should listen to the words. (laughs) So we have thoughts. Yeah, so we can have thoughts. Yeah, what are your thoughts? First of all, I think their dynamic is so 
cute and yeah, entertaining cute. than like well mostly michelle like making fun of barack <laughs> was very funny yeah i love that i think uh, that's like my ideal just like relationship yeah is where i can shit on my husband but he won't shit he on laughs. me yeah <laughs> and yeah shits on himself also a yeah. little bit oh, i love that <laughs> That's what all men should strive to do, quite honestly. Exactly. Another way, Brock is the role model. I don't know. I thought it was interesting to hear him talk about... I guess I think Michelle's the one who says that, you know, as president, you don't have a marketing budget. Mm. And I think that they... And I don't know. Obviously, we have very different (laughs) viewpoints and that they've interacted with, I feel like, a lot more people. But I kind of felt like they were selling our generation short. Yeah, 100%. I think that was, like, my... Because, obviously, I love... I love the podcast. Like, I loved listening to them. I don't want to, like, criticize them at all. But I feel like I was having that same thought the entire time they were talking about, like, millennials or Gen Zers. Like, I didn't feel like they necessarily... I don't I don't want to say, like, they weren't in touch with us. But I feel like I just, like, did not agree with the thing. They made these, like, kind of sweeping generalizations about like people young people maybe not believing in like voting or what was the other they made like another observation as well i was thinking more specifically about when just going back to her point about president not having a marketing budget Mm -hmm. and that yeah okay when obama was elected i was in fifth grade you were in six so yeah i wasn't paying a ton of attention to what he was doing then Mm -hmm. But I think especially around 18 and older, a lot of people our generation are very involved. And so what you're passing or signing into law or speaking about as president, like that is your marketing budget because we Mm -hmm. are seeing those speeches and we are hearing about the newest thing happening with DACA or Supreme Court cases, which obviously like isn't the president. But I just think we're more involved in the government than they seem to think, Mm -hmm. which also... I want to acknowledge the caveat and like we come from or I mean we went to a private yeah. college in the, the northeast that we are yeah and also, the people we've like cultivated yeah like there's a reason that we are friends because we can talk about things like that and like talk about politics and we can do that I mean I don't have a single friend that I can't like have a conversation like this with about who doesn't like you know we might not know everything but who doesn't have some awareness of like what's going on in the political sphere yeah. But I think what that really made me think of is, I think this, I saw something on Twitter about like AOC, not to bring it back to her, but AOC posted something on her Instagram about like, I think it was like notes on like how the congressional process works. Mm-hmm. And someone quote tweeted it and was like, if like she's not doing anything else, like if this is the end of her like political career, which like obviously it's not going to be, at the very least she's like demystified the process and I feel like no offense to the Obamas like they had the power to demystify that process and they still do have the power to demystify that process for us and if Obama and Michelle if Obama and Michelle if the Obamas are concerned with young people not knowing the process and not having access to that information like they're the ones who have that power especially given who is in the White House right now like who is purposely mystifying the process just to like confuse people and like keep that power Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of politicians like to hold on to that that knowledge and that access as like a way of keeping people out of the loop and like making sure that they aren't able to get into those same spheres of influence and like 
take their power away. Yeah, politics has such insane gatekeeping. Exactly. I was also going to say that they talked a little bit about how the mindset today in the United States is, like, you have very, like, individual family units, Mm -hmm. and so, like, we need to get ahead and earn money for our own family and whatever, Mm -hmm. and I just felt like they weren't acknowledging, like, they are not poor, Yeah. and I know that there's the Obama Foundation, and they do a lot of good work, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's definitely more that could be done. There is more, yeah, and I I, I don't know. I mean, I think they are really amazing speakers, and I don't know if it's, like, they're trying not to alienate any... It's just such, like a, like, a bipartisan time, and, like, maybe they're trying not to be too outspoken and, like, keep their legacy kind of... I don't know. Yeah, but I think... You know this about me. I think the presidents are fascinating, and I love reading books about the presidents, and a really interesting phenomenon is presidents are getting elected kind of on the younger side, which means that they're still fairly young when they leave office and have a lot of time left to do things. So I kind of hope that that's not the reason because they have so much time left that they could do so many fantastic things with their legacy that it would be such a shame if they were kind of being reserved for that reason. Yeah, but I mean, I guess in my mind, like, it's not necessarily... I mean, I guess, like, what I'm thinking about is some of the things that they talk about are maybe, like, more liberal policies. Like, they're obviously, like, liberal family, and maybe they're trying not to alienate a certain subset of people, as in, like, more middle-leaning Republicans. Like, they're trying to keep their influence wide, which might be just, like, a, a relic of, like, Obama trying to be, like, electable and not you know, come off as, like, too liberal, already being, like, a black man running for president. Like, Mm -hmm. that's already such a difficult position to be in. But I think I don't really want them to, like, publicly speak about these issues. I want them to just, like, do things. things. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I think we are both of the mindset that you can be big fans of people and really respect them and Mm -hmm. also critique them and that that's a really important conversation to have. Absolutely. And, like, yeah, I feel like that's why this conversation is so important because, yes, we love them so much, um, but, like, there are definitely things that they can continue doing and like ways that they can give back and not that they haven't already done like so much of that and maybe they do deserve a little bit of a of a break but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> I did want to go back when they were talking about voting and how I think Michelle said something about young people being like really cynical about voting and like not wanting to vote and she was like I hope that like people continue to vote like I have faith in like young people and like all of that and while I definitely believe in the importance of voting like I do feel like it is pretty valid for young people to be like a little bit cynical about that process Mm -hmm. and like cynical about like you talked about gatekeeping and how like we don't see what goes on behind closed doors and like there's a lot of corruption and a lot of political games that we don't see and like until we start seeing and dismantling those systems young people are not going to feel great about voting because we got us you know like we haven't really been at least like personally i haven't voted in a time that was like positive Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that makes sense but i felt like she wasn't she was almost kind of like ignoring the problems associated with voting and just being like get out there and vote and it's like that's not always enough yeah i feel like that's kind of a democratic establishment Mm -hmm. mentality and message that like they deserve young people's votes or have earned it mm-hmm. somehow just by virtue of being not being Demo- racist Democrats, yeah well, yeah like yeah occasionally not being racist <laughs> being less overtly racist yeah. um and or like misogynistic or you know right. whatever your poison is yeah and i feel like all of the above our generation 
and like age group wants to hold them more accountable and like you actually have to earn the vote yeah you don't just get it because you're blue yeah exactly because then right that leads to stagnation and Mm -hmm. the democratic party should continue to evolve and develop in lieu of mm-hmm. <laughs> third parties actually becoming viable in this country. Right. And it makes me think of, like, the, like, bullying Biden into, like, becoming more and more liberal. <laughs> um, because, like, yeah, like, he doesn't... Just because he's not Trump. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that is a good reason to vote for him. But, like, he does need to do more. He needs to he needs to earn the vote of young people, like, if that's what he wants. Right. And the result of that is he has partnered with um, Bernie mm-hmm. and actually come out with a list of things that, okay, you can be cynical and say maybe he won't accomplish. Right. But I do think... Keep it's bullying him. It'll work. Exactly. It works. Like, it'll he's proven. susceptible. Yeah. <laughs> he is weak when you peer pressure him. <laughs> and that's what we love in a president. <laughs> but, like, honestly, like, that's what president, like, should be. Like, peer pressure can be used as, like, a positive force. Right. Like, it's just called listening to, like, Your what the people want. Yeah, like, that's literally politics. And Yeah, that's the job description. Yeah. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. But, yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. No, that was a good point. Cool. Thanks. But... I think in conclusion, you should listen to Michelle Obama's podcast. Yeah, it's really good, but you should also critique your heroes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> They're nuanced. They're people, I they guess. They toot, nuanced. too. <laughs> Do you think Obama farts? 100%. I, like, I know he does. I just, like, <laughs> that just, like, blew my mind for a moment. You think about, like, <laughs> world leaders having to fart in a meeting? Could you imagine? There has to be, like, horror stories of someone being, like, the president of so-and-so country oh or the God. prime minister of blah 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 ripped one, ripped one. like do you think they would laugh or is that just like a tough crowd i think it depends who's in the room yeah i bet obama would laugh do you think i can imagine it being blamed on like an aide <laughs> yeah that's the one reason why you shouldn't jimmy be. we told you not to eat the milk eat the milk eat the eat cheese the cut the cheese <laughs> 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 But yeah, I feel like one of the other things that we mentioned earlier is that Michelle Obama is such like a beautiful speaker and she's like very skilled. Not only does she have like a pleasing voice in terms of like sound quality, but she's like very well-spoken. She's very eloquent. And we have been talking about what an interesting and like kind of horrifying experience it's been to edit our own podcast. (laughs) Which I think... The average, the listener might not fully get to appreciate because we the edit listener. out. <laughs> the one listener we have. The listener currently listening, unless you're with some friends, so. Yeah. Hey. Anyway, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> listener and or listener. <laughs> no, you're right. Listeners. We edit out so many of the ums and awkward pauses and yeah. like. You would not believe how many ums and likes. We have to leave a lot of my likes and ums in because I, I have realized as a result of editing this podcast that I don't really enunciate my words as distinct like entities. I just now I'm as doing, distinct sound as waves. Distinct entities. Um <laughs> yeah. Why don't I make it easier for us to edit them out? Well now we are starting to. I know. It's wild. But I tend to blend my words into sort of just like one word conglomerate where you can't tell when you're looking at the sound waves, like where one starts and the other one ends. So that's been really fun. So you're kind of hearing me, I think, in a more honest light than you're hearing Alessia (laughs) just the way I like it (laughs) she tends to just like create I don't know (laughs) yeah I'll say um and I'll drag it out and then "Um." I'll just pause until I have a thought so really easy to just take all that out but what I do is I just will like talk about nothing until I have a thought 
so then it's all just like one blur of like nothing and you're like well why did you need to say it so like <laughs> i'll kind of sometimes we'll just edit out like a whole sentence that i said because it's just like not even a, a useful it's just like a waste of breath <laughs> <laughs> so that's been very it's been very fascinating because we've cut down on so much like time extra time just by cutting out likes and ums and yas and all of yeah. that and it kind of got us to thinking about how about our female linguistic patterns <laughs> which is a term we learned on the internet and how so many of the things that women say that women tend to say maybe more than men traditionally well so yeah. actually i did a little bit of research about this because i saw a tiktok about women saying like and the yeah. different ways like can function because i think that's a word that very stereotypically people assume with a like ditzy girl yeah like a valley girl <laughs> yeah and this article was saying that there were actually studies done and men say like more often but it's just Are you kidding me right that's so fucking annoying and same thing with <laughs> other kind of like speech crutches i guess yeah um, for lack of a better like term like just i just have a question mm-hmm. or kind of ending with making something a question like suggesting idea and being like i'm not sure Mm -hmm. or if you think so right which i know like the two of us have talked about we use those a lot all the time and especially i think in emails like i soften my language in emails so much i use so many qualifiers well and i've i take so long to write emails at work sometimes and part of that is because it is helpful to see it in writing and see how many times i yeah soften what i'm saying or just make myself sound less confident yeah because i'm afraid of sounding overbearing or pushy (laughs) or bitchy yeah that's so interesting because um sorry i just interrupted you what is your thought (laughs) i'm so sorry i was just gonna say that i try and limit myself to like two qualifiers or softeners in an email email. yeah and just have to like really funny i didn't know you do that yeah (laughs) And also, like, no more than one or two exclamation points. Yeah. <laughs> Only one sorry. Yeah, so I, I also did some research, and I found this article on LinkedIn by this woman. I'm forgetting her name right now. I think it might have been, like, Tara Moore or something. We can fact check that. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, wrote a book about this, about women in the workplace, like, and all of their speech patterns and everything. And she was saying that there are, like, a couple different reasons why women have developed these sorts of speech patterns and um, one of them is like insecurity mm-hmm. so if you're unsure about what you're saying like not confident in what you're saying then you'll obviously like soften it with these qualifiers and say things like I'm not sure and like how does that sound like does that make sense mm-hmm. and one of the other reasons is just that you grew up around women who had to do the same thing in order to be listened to and so you adopted their speech patterns mm-hmm. and, and like all ending with the same result of us like kind of developing these similar speech patterns but i would love to watch tv shows and take note of if the character the female characters in the shows do that that would be so interesting yeah but she was saying that so she teaches like classes on how to get rid of those kinds of things in your in your speech especially in the workplace to like help women feel more confident just like in the way that they speak and it's it's sort of like an introduction to like them just like the more you try to correct it, then the more you notice it. And then the more you sort of like dig into why you're doing it and try to get at like the root of the problem, which mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting. And she said that from her classes, she get, basically gets like two kinds of feedback from women who, who participate. The first one being women who come back and say like, this was so helpful. Like things are so much more efficient now. Like I get quicker responses to my emails. Like this is so great. Thank you. Like 
it's helped me so much. And the second type of feedback she gets is that the women who take her course find themselves having issues at work because people think that they are being aggressive or they're being bitchy or, you know, they're mm-hmm. not being accommodating in the workplace. And the dichotomy between the two is that women who work in male-dominated industries are the ones coming back with negative feedback, saying that this didn't work for them. And then women who work in more, like, I don't know, like I think it was, like, social science fields and stuff like that, find that it helps them because mm-hmm. it just, like, makes things faster, I guess. Right, um, and the women don't see it as a threat. Exactly. So I just thought that was very fascinating that that was sort of the the difference between the two and she was saying that she was saying that women women in those like more male dominated fields have typically developed those speech patterns literally as just a way to get things done because people won't listen to them mm-hmm. otherwise and like the only way that they will be heard is if they sort of like use this like persuasion technique rather than just like an ordering technique yeah and like men can sort of just get away with men can get away with it and also one of the articles i read was a goop article which is not a website i find myself on frequently in a Mm -hmm. serious capacity but a lot of men do have similar qualifiers that are seen as traditionally feminine but it's not a reflection on their leadership ability when they use them yeah which i thought was a very like succinct way to put it and they can maybe come off as more like humble or like you know Mm because men are typically associated with being more like domineering in the workplace so like if you are a man who is not presenting that way then maybe that even like helps you yeah and i also think it's important to note that this is not just something in this article she mentioned it's not just something that happens like to women it's also something that happens to people of color and like other sort of marginalized groups i think like we can speak more on being women in the workplace because that's our experience yeah Um, but it definitely is very similar when it comes to other other like oppressed Yeah, the group article said, actually, like, worldwide, the group in power are the ones who don't need to do do that because they have power. I actually found this very interesting, though, because I did work. One of my, like, temp jobs was in a very male-dominated, like, office, and my boss was a female, and she was incredible and, like, such a hard worker, and I really, like, looked up to her, but basically everyone that I was working with and, like, having to coordinate and communicate with were men, and I definitely did do that thing where I, like, softened my language and everything, but I actually found that the only time they would listen to me was when I tried to be a bro with them, and when I tried to be, like... When I acted like like a white dude, basically, it was the only time when they would respect me. And before I kind of like stood up for myself, they sort of like walked all over me and like wouldn't respond to my emails. And I had to like get my boss multiple times to like go like crack the whip on them, um, which she was amazing at. And I, I don't know. I just found that interesting that like they actually didn't respect me as like a young woman in their like older male dominated yeah. office unless I sort of like acted like they were. Right. And it's so hard because there is no rule book. And mm-hmm. so in every situation, you're just trying to figure out what what works here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like that was just one experience. And I've definitely had like a whole lifetime of experience, like trying to soften myself in order to like fit the room around me. And yeah. And it's insane that I don't feel like I had any conversations about this until like the last year or two. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are talking about it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, now I guess it's time to (laughs) manifest our highs next week. (laughs) Do you want to go first? Sure. So, in reviewing my cry, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about um, manifesting that my brothers call me. (laughs) And I know the 369 manifesting didn't work when you tried it, but maybe we just need to warm up. Here's the thing. I did not say when this person should text me. 
And so maybe that was the, maybe I have to say like tomorrow. Mm. So maybe okay. I'll try it again. Sure. And I'll try it with my brothers yeah. and try and get them Let's to call happens. me. And again, that's write their name three times, write what you want them to do six times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like I want blank to text me. Yeah. Um, and then write what you want them to say nine times for our listeners who are going to try this at mm-hmm. home, which is all of you does. So for anyone who's wondering what that would look like in my situation, mm-hmm. it'll be their name, Mason and Reese Stewart, three times. Mm-hmm. And then six times, Mason and Reese will call me. Mm-hmm. And then nine times, they will say, I love and miss you so much. You're the most amazing sister I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And your podcast is the best thing I've ever heard on the internet. And right, because I've listened. Yes, I've listened to all of them multiple times. And you're hilarious, and I just couldn't go and another so day. And Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah, so easy, simple, can't wait to check in and tell you guys what a success it was. Yeah. That's kind of long. Your hand might cramp up a little after writing it, like, nine times. But I'll power but through be because okay. that's what the universe needs. Because that's important. We're doing important work. Um, yeah, I love that. I hope it works. Thanks. We'll report back next week. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, what am I manifesting? Well, I'm starting a new job. I've already started one new job, so next week I have, like, a full work week like a normal one except it's like ending a little bit early and then i have like two more shifts selling bread <laughs> to the people of brookline so it's just gonna be a lot i think going from like <laughs> being bored all the time i'm not like bored because like i definitely found stuff to do um to like <laughs> like this podcast entertain myself <laughs> yeah to entertain myself and everyone else um check out my food blog <laughs> yeah but i think it's just gonna be like a lot of time doing work and like not being on my own schedule anymore which I like really kind of grew to love just being on my own schedule um being able to like wake up and have a chill morning and get into my work when I like wanted to basically uh we love freedom (laughs) and yeah so I'm a little nervous about like how that's gonna go and how much like energy I'm gonna have at the end of this week is probably gonna be like pretty (laughs) pretty low so yeah I guess I'm manifesting that I will be full of energy and this week will go really well (laughs) amazing do you want to touch on what's happening next weekend? Next weekend is the best weekend of Leo season, which is... That's not a manifestation. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. You cannot disprove it, which means it's a fact. <laughs> which means it's science. Please join my cult. Um, it is my birthday on Sunday, August 9th, and... So Leslie had a great idea that we would try and find like a place to camp, like get an Airbnb or something. Um, so we did end up doing that. We're going to be going up to a lake and we're going to camp with some friends. Well, we're going to glamp, really. Um, <laughs> we have like a tent with like beds and everything. We don't have our own camping gear, so. <laughs> but there will be like outhouses. There will be so... nature. <laughs> <laughs> and bugs. Bugs. There will be bugs. Not in the tent, I hope. But like, I don't know. I don't care. I don't mind a few bugs. <laughs> a little bug some... to feel bug. at one with the nature. Yeah, just snuggle snuggle with a little bug is it what's that saying snug is a bug in a rug yeah i guess you don't have to be in the rug with the bug but i don't know (laughs) i'm down for whatever could be a crazy weekend (laughs) yeah yeah i'm very excited it's gonna be fun and apparently i'm getting a present other than this your birthday already present but you already gave me a present god (laughs) oh Cool. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. You should all celebrate with us. Yeah, send us photos of you celebrating Ioni's birthday, wherever Um, you are. I think everyone should get really drunk for it. I just think that'd be fun. It's a Sunday. Yeah, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) You can celebrate on Friday or Saturday as well because we will be. You're so generous, Ioni. Um, You can celebrate your birthday. I told you, I'm such a giver. Like, I just give (laughs) and give. Um, (laughs) 
anyway, um, song of the week. Song of the week. I was about to sign off, but song of the week. I'm so hyped. What did you pick? Oh my god! You catch me in suspense. Wait, I was going to. <laughs> oh no! Make a comment. I don't know if we can edit this in after Michelle's <laughs> podcast part. Oh my god! I was gonna say that another thought I had listening to their podcast was at the very end, Barack Obama says, I love you, and Michelle responds, which is what I had in mind when I said love you at the end of our first episode. I don't know if you heard. Feel free to go back and listen. Ioni left me hanging. There's just a honk after. And yeah. I didn't know we were doing that. Okay, but when I say love you, you just laugh. Listen, here's because I wasn't expecting it. It was just like a declaration. Always expected. I feel like Michelle and Barack probably, because they're so good at communicating, had a conversation where they were like, I'm going to say I love you, and then I want you to say I love you back. Because they've been married for... So I feel like they wouldn't need to have that conversation. Well, maybe we just need to have maybe that conversation. Just... Maybe they had that conversation at one point. Or maybe they're just <laughs> Two years perfect. Into their relationship. <laughs> yeah. When I say I love you, I need you to respond. <laughs> Okay, I'm so glad we had this conversation. No, you see, I'm just imagining be... what the Brock and Michelle conversation oh, I this was. this was our conversation. No, ours is um, different. Okay, well, do you want to have that, like, later, or do you want to have it now? I think we should maybe do that, not on a, our podcast. Okay, but are you going to say I love you at the end of this podcast and get mad at me if I don't say it back? I wasn't going to say it. Did you want me to say it so that you could not say it back, and then we could be even? Well, I don't know. I didn't actually think we were going to talk about okay, that. Okay, why don't we just do the song, <laughs> and then we can, uh, Perfect. we can see where things go from there. Okay, so song of the week. I for the beginning part of the week was like I'm not gonna do a Taylor Swift song, and then I tried listening oh to other God. songs to see what would strike, and um, none of them, <laughs> none of them were doing it for me. So I think it might surprise you which Taylor Swift song I chose because my new favorite that I've been listening to on repeat is Exile, Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. Oh, amazing! No, I love that one. I thought you were gonna say Mirrorball. Oh, no, no, no. Not yeah. that much of a surprise. Because I was like, that's the only one we've talked about, like, not liking. Yeah, no. Okay, no, I love that. I just yeah. love how he says, yo, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best part. That's the best part. I but also, it. everything else is the best part. Sure, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I guess... I, re- I really wanted you to choose a different song that we talked about, but I'll just choose it next time. Oh, what's on? No, it's okay. I want to surprise you. Is it the one? This is how we keep our this is how we keep <laughs> our, our relationship, relationship fresh. fresh. <laughs> it's just little surprises here yeah. and there. Okay. Um, yeah, Can't so wait to see which guys, Taylor Swift song you. It's picked. not going to be a Taylor Swift song. Oh. Oh, I, I th- don't know where you picked that up. Well, I okay. It's going to be a surprise. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. We love all of you.